0: and load this is steve dace the steve day show
1: and greetings happy monday thanks for joining us here today on blaze tv radio and podcast i'm steve dace totters and aaron mcintyre are here with me as well 888-933-93 is the number here at The Blaze, 888-900-3393. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, Steve, at SteveDace.com. That's how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Show. Of course, all of those things are subject to, at any given moment, Uh, A complete and total social media ban. So take advantage of them now while you can. We got a lot to get to here today. Our good friend Bob Vander will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. Yet again, one of the biggest celebrities in American Christendom is warning us about something without telling us exactly where it is they're seeing it. So we will talk about that. Uh, Also, we'll continue our Rush Limbaugh book study. I want to start, though, by introducing a brand new partner here to the show, Simply Safe. Did you know, on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? 45 minutes. That's almost an hour. When a home security system is triggered, a lot of the time police will just assume it's a false alarm. And that call will go to the bottom of the list, but not with Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has video verification technology, which helps police get on the scene up to three and a half times faster. Simply Safe can visually confirm that a break-in is happening and let the police know, making their average police response time down to just seven minutes. Simply Safe also protects every door, window, and room. Uh, they make it easy for you. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print, and it's won a ton of awards from. Senior- Net to the New York Times, Wirecutter, others. Prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring starts at just $15 a month. And for our listeners and viewers today here at the Steve Day Show, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafe.com, S I S-I-M-P-L-I M P L I is how you spell it. Simplysafe.com and slash truth bombs. Simplysafe.com slash truth bombs. You'll get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash truth bombs for free shipping and a money back guarantee. And now here's Aaron with what happened while we were away.
2: What happened while we were away, brought to you by How the Heck Does This Happen? Billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein reportedly committed suicide overnight Friday into Saturday. The former financier had been on 24-7 suicide watch after a previous attempt to take his own life failed last month. According to the Washington Examiner, he was no longer on suicide watch, and according to the New York Post... No video evidence of the suicide exists. According to numerous reports, correctional officers at New York City's Metropolitan Correctional Center hadn't checked in on Epstein for several hours despite being required to visit him every 30 minutes. In addition, Epstein was required to have a cellmate but did not have one for an unknown reason. Attorney General Bill Barr released a statement over the weekend saying he's appalled by Epstein's death and says it raises serious questions. Barr also appointed the inspector general to open an investigation as to the circumstances of Epstein's death. Senator Ben Sass declared heads must roll. This all came just hours after documents were unsealed in the latest Epstein legal case, which names several well-known figures as being connected with Epstein's Illicit dealings. Of course, and understandably, conspiracy theories raged all weekend, including President Trump retweeting one theory that Epstein's death was the fault of the Clintons and MSNBC's Joy Reid saying this.
0: So, meanwhile, the investigation of Epstein's death now falls into the hands of William Barr, Donald Trump's consigliere and attorney general, who refused to recuse himself on the Epstein case despite his association with a law firm once involved with Epstein, whose father once hired Jeffrey Epstein as a teacher with neither experience nor degree, and whose prime directive is to protect Donald Trump, no matter what. In other words, we may never get the answers to how Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to die.
2: And now learning Spanish today. Today's phrase is, raise your hand if you knew Joy Reid was still on MSNBC.
0: Levanta
3: la mano si supieras que yo todavía estaba en MSNBC.
2: Moving on, and on the campaign trail, almost every single Democratic candidate seemingly was in Iowa over the weekend. We'll start with Bernie Sanders.
0: Four years ago, I came here to Iowa, and I was asked, what is the major national security issue we face? And people thought I'd say ISIS or al-Qaeda, and those are big issues. The answer that I gave in terms of national security, is climate change.
2: Elizabeth Warren says five years ago, Michael Brown was murdered by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. Michael Brown was murdered, so we're doing this again. Joe Biden says he was the vice president when the Parkland mass shooting took place.
1: I watched what happened when the kids from Parkland marched up to,
4: and I, I, I I met with them, and then they went off to up on the hill. When I was vice president, they went off the hill to go into those neighborhoods. All those congressmen were like, "No, I'm not here. I'm not here. Don't don't tell them I'm around." He was
2: also asked about how many genders there are. Speaking of gender confusion, a video surfaced over the weekend showing footage of a drag queen story hour drag queen showing young children how to twerk.
4: Most of all, Michael likes to twerk. Now does anybody in this room know how to twerk? Right. Well, it's
1: quite important to the story, so I will just give you a very quick demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> all you need to do is you just stand with your feet sort of shoulder-width apart, like so. Okay, and I'll, sh- I'll show you at the side, so you can get a better view there. And you- you're crouched down into this sort of position here, so your bum's sticking out. do hope be taking this all in. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just move your bum up and down like that. And that's twerking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Checking in on the Canadian Wax My Balls dude, he says, quote, My period started, so yeah, I couldn't go into the pool, but it was so much fun. Forgot my tampons in my other bag. Bleep my life. And finally, there's this story out of Huntington, West Virginia. Crews in the city were cutting down an old tree when it fell the wrong way and smashed a young woman's car. Billy Tatum witnessed the event.
4: Sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It just was crunch. It was... I hate to say it it was kind of cool. You know, I mean what guy what you know doesn't like, you know, destruction. Yeah, you know, that's why we go to demolition derbies, but hey, you know, bottom line that's that poor girl's new car and she can't get to school now.
1: And that's what
2: happened. Well, we were away.
1: You guys ever seen the documentary? I think it's called The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. You guys ever seen that? No. no. Yeah. You should. (sighs) Where to begin with Aaron's montage here today. Um, We're going to discuss in our overtime later today, uh, here for our Blaze TV subscribers, the series of uh, what are really uh, just now almost daily gaffes by Joe Biden. Um, You know, how many genders are there? Uh, I was VP during Parkland, so now he entered into an alternative timeline, but... There have been numerous uh, of these already. We were even discussing it on the show on Friday, and then they continued over the weekend. So we're, we're going to discuss in the overtime today whether or not any, whether this matters. All right? So we got to separate sometimes, you know, what generates clicks and then what actually matters. Okay. Because you may find something funny, haha, interesting. Share it with your buddies, your conservative buddies at work, you know, on your text chain, you guys all get a big laugh. It doesn't necessarily mean, though, that it, it, it has any direct consequence or impact on the process. It doesn't mean it doesn't either. We just can't always assume that, okay? So so we're going to discuss that today in the overtime. If you want to watch that later today, if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, just go to blazetv.com slash Dace, my last name, and you'll get a discounted subscription. that will give you access to all of the uh, exclusive uh, content we produce each day here at Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Dace. Um, the wax my balls bigot guy uh, putting up there, I just got my period and forgot my tampons. That's going to be on the epitaph of Western civilization. Will be that tweet when 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 we get off at the exit to the la- to the uh, ash heap, to history of history because we're heading that way there now. I mean we're just kind of, we're like the kids in the back. Conservatives now are like the kids in the back seat. Are we there yet? Because well, it's not like we're doing anything to actually actively stop this. We're not turning the car around. You know, we have no dad in the car to say, Hey, don't make me turn this car around. We'd like dad to actually do that. But no, we're just kind of driving Miss Daisy, you know, while the wax, the wax my balls bigot guys of the world are, you know, pedaled on the metal speeding past us. You know, we're giving them a cursory wave as we are at 10 and two and then wondering how we can get that guy to speak at CPAC next year. Okay. Uh, so we're all heading in the, on the same interstate here. Um, and, and we haven't gotten off yet. At the exit for the ass sheep to history, we're trying to get there, though, safely and sound. Uh, that's how Republicans do things, all you know, ordinances uh, respect local law enforcement. Uh, all local ordinances uh, must be, of course, clearly uh, followed. Um, but when we get there, I promise you, when we get there, and we enter into our segments uh, of the annals of history, otherwise known as, "What the hell happened here?" that tweet will be there. Uh, it will. It it will, it will be there. In fact, I, somebody put out over the weekend. If you if you woke up in the year three thousand, what would you Google search? And I typed in Detroit Lions Super Bowl. You know what I should have typed in? Wax my balls, bigot. I should have typed that in because that 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 that's sh- that's your closing line here. And uh, thank you. We'll show ourselves out. Uh, that, that's really what that. You
3: know, is. you wrote nefarious plot, and it's a very very cerebral. March through history, but how, how old is it now?
1: Three years old. Yeah. came out in twenty sixteen. Yeah,
3: so much has happened. Should Nefarious <laughs> write
1: a sequel? He's offended. It would. I expected this yes, to be not yes. to, not to be smarter than this. I know. I, I put all of this together. I know. And you guys are going out for a, a crazed, a cra- a mentally ill guy claiming he had a tan, uh, he had a he had a period in a pool, and he and he wanted a, a chick to wax his nutsack. you're going out with that? yeah, that's how you're going out. I like I like infiltrated all the universities and you're going out with shave my nuts. you're going out with D's nuts. That's what you're going out with. Yes. I could have just I could have saved my nefarious like I could have saved myself one hundred and fifty years and just dropped a D's nuts on your ass and you got out with D's nuts. What have... nefarious just got fired in hell. is what happened. <laughs> yes. Nefarious, you're fired. <laughs> we could have just taken this whole thing down with D's nuts the entire time um seriously though that drag queen in that video teaching kids how to twerk should be arrested all of the adults arrested and charged with contributing to delinquency of minors all of the parents that permitted this to happen that did nothing that sat there did you see the little hands and feet of those children in the in the video did you notice how young they were all of those parents ought to be shamed if not tarred and feathered every last one of them especially and we're going to start with the parents who knew it was wrong but just you know, didn't have the balls to say anything we're going to actually start with them we're going to make an example out of them first all right because the silence is 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 the worst offense of them all the silence is worse than the evil for it is the silence that permits it so you go to prison you go to prison and 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 you get made a public example out of and i mean that is you know when you line up the four gospels there is a similar exchange that occurs in three of them and it is it is a reference to Christ talking about those who corrupt the young some have taken it literally does it mean young in age is he talking about you know young in the faith but he says it would be better for those that are corrupting the young to have had a millstone that's a first century reference to a two a one ton rock basically it would be better to have a one ton rock so 2,000 pounds Tied around your neck, flavor flave style, and sent out to drown slowly and painfully in the open sea, then it will be for you on the day of judgment. And there's just there's no other word for that. It's wicked. And I know that's a that's a stained glass window word, but that's that's what that is. It's wicked. And it's right out of Romans 1. In fact, it's right out of one of the last lines in Romans 1, I believe. These are people who delight in creating new, new ways to do evil and then in encouraging others to do the same. You're watching that play out in real time. Nowadays in our culture, we're watching a lot of the warning moments in the scriptures play out in real time. And in case you were wondering, that's not good. <laughs> All right, it's not good. Now let's get to what I think is the is is for me is a tipping point story. I I can't. Let me, start, let me start this way, gentlemen. Let, let, let's just lay out a chain of events before we deduce any conclusions, okay? Let, let's do the math first. Make sure we don't have our reach exceed our grasp. We don't get over our skis, okay? We don't outkick our coverage here. Let, let's just start. Let's start with a chain of events. The Southern District of New York, the U.S. Attorney's Office there, which is also the U.S. attorney's office that the Mueller investigation was based out of. Did you know that? Yes. All of the criminal prosecutions from the Mueller probe were referred through the U.S. attorney's office in the Southern District of New York. It is the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York who put uh, Trump conciliary Michael Cohen in prison, for example. It's the Southern District of New York who had a two-year investigation into the Trump campaign and then, then just suddenly ended it and said, we got nothing. We, we, Michael Cohen, and, and that's where it ends. This is the same U.S. Attorney's Office that reopened the investigation into Jeffrey Epstein who is in a race with former Penn State assistant coach, Jerry Sandusky, a race to the bottom, like of the pit of hell, as the worst child sex offender in American history. Not just the underage girls that he procured and abused, but that he procured for others. This investigation was reopened. After he had a sweetheart plea agreement back in 2008 with the U.S. attorney at the time under George W. Bush, who I believe was Donald Trump's former secretary of labor. Do I have a Chain of events. Correct. So far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. In the cover of darkness, Jeffrey Epstein is arrested. And brought in. To be arraigned and indicted. Am I correct? Again. Right. I I want to make sure we're taking these. I want to make sure we're doing the math here from the very beginning, okay? At the time that he was arrested, I can't remember if I said it here or not. I posted it on my Facebook wall that either he is the Sammy the Bull Gravano of what what amounts to a human trafficking ring of Western elites. Either he sings here or he is Lee Harvey Oswald awaiting his Jack Ruby. I don't remember if I said that here but I did post it on our Facebook page, which of course means three of you saw it. All right. Jeffrey Epstein, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, they discover a suicide attempt in his cell. Correct? Yeah. Okay. In a maximum security prison where there's all kinds of things you could use to kill yourself. Right, just laying around sharp Fish. objects, ropes, just just abundance, abundant suicide materials. His dark materials are abundant throughout the cell in a maximum security federal penitentiary, particularly when you are at the moment the most high-profile inmate in said facility. It's discovered that he attempted to hang himself. He has then put on suicide watch, which you're under what amounts to 24-7 surveillance anyway in a maximum security prison, but this even kicks it up a notch all the more. Are my facts straight still? Yes. Yep. Okay. Jeffrey Epstein is found, uh, I'm, I'm skipping a step, on Friday evening, The first document dump from from Jeffrey Epstein's new indictment is ruled to be unlocked by a federal judge. And it spews forth on Friday names like former Democrat Senate Majority Leader George Mitchell, who for many years was the most, arguably most powerful Democrat in the United States of America. It spews forth names like former uh, Clinton cabinet member and governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson's name, is mentioned in there. It spews forth names like Prince Andrew. His name is mentioned in there. Right? This occurred on Friday evening, correct? Yeah. Okay. Overnight, mere hours after this docu dump is presented, Jeffrey Epstein is found dead by hanging in his cell. Right? Yes mere hours we have since found out since that time that um he was taken off of suicide watch just days before we don't know why we have also found out that his inmate was removed i'm sorry his cellmate was removed hours before his suicide we don't know why they've already completed the autopsy we don't have the results. Am I forgetting anything?
3: Just to say allegedly about all these things.
1: This story is a tipping point moment for me. And, and here's why. I've, I've talked about what I think of conspiracy theories in general. I find them lazy. And, and usually they're a crutch for why I don't have to do any critical thinking at all. That doesn't mean there's never been any conspiracies. For example, John Wilkes Booth is well known as the assassin of Abraham Lincoln. Except he was not the only person hung for that crime. Several people were hung because it was part of a known and revealed conspiracy to assassinate the 16th president of these United States. King George III viewed the 56 men who were meeting in Philadelphia, pledging their lives, fortunes, and sacred honors as a conspiracy against his crown, right? So it's not that we have ever rejected conspiracies exist. We just think conspiracy theorism is lazy in general because it also kind of means you never have to admit when you're wrong. Well, they just covered it up. It attracts grifters. But we're also not cosmologically stupid either. Okay? The reason this story is a tipping point moment. This is what I believe. I don't believe for a nanosecond that he committed suicide completely on his own without any help. I don't believe it for a second. And I don't think any carbon-based life form with an IQ above maybe 14 should. Given that chain of events. Now, my beliefs could be changed. But here's what I need for you to do that. And here's what I think all of you should demand. That they should release the video. Oh, yes. Yeah, we should watch him committing suicide. I agree. Yeah, we should. And you can put your pearl clutches away. Your kids have seen far worse than that on their phones by 8 a.m. yesterday. Thank you. All right. I mean, you kids played Red Dead Redemption for 10 minutes. Call of Duty for five. They've seen a lot worse. But thank you. We appreciate it. The generations that built this country used to regularly watch fiends hang. Look like how they turned out. They knew that a dude couldn't get a period in a pool. And they had their faults. They had their faults, man. But they knew that a chick couldn't get her balls waxed. They at least freaking knew that. They had that one down. Had, it, had it lock. They had that one on lock down, man. Lock down. Chick can't get her balls waxed. They had that one figured out do that
3: that may have been your best mixing of storylines ever did you like that one yeah i like that
1: so the video should be released steve they don't have any video then everyone's fired never works again and they're charged they're charged with being complicit in a manslaughter involuntary homicide prove your innocence no this is because here's what's at stake here This guy ran in the elite of elite of elite circles. The quotes from Donald Trump praising him back in 2002, always get bandied about, how many times the Clintons boarded his planes, Bill in particular. Alan Dershowitz, who has become one of the president's chief legal protectors, has admitted that he had uh, he had some form of a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, just denies that he was having sex with underage girls at, uh, at, at Jeffrey Epstein's arranging, right? Do I have that one right? I believe I have that right. I'm not familiar with that I believe, I'm not I saying believe, you're wrong. Look, Aaron, look that, that. up. I, be, I want to make sure I get that right. But I believe Dershowitz has acknowledged that he knew Jeffrey Epstein, just that he denies that uh, um, he was having sex with underage women at Jeffrey Epstein's arranging. But we are in the elite of the elite here. And this is this is dark stuff. Some of the darkest you can imagine. And these are the people that make the decisions governing you and I's lives every day. What the value of your dollar is worth, what our foreign policy and diplomatic relations are, whether we go to war or not. This is so ham-fisted. This is so obvious. This is so desperate that we are at the point now that they unzipped their fly. These elites unzipped their fly. They drank all kinds of eight ball, filled up, filled up, filled up on the King Cobra and the old English. And then they unzipped their fly and they emptied their bladder with one of those eight ball urinations right in your mouth in broad daylight while the sun is shining and there's not a cloud in the sky and they're saying to you, man, it's, it's pouring rain out here. If they can do that with this, tell me what they cannot do this with. If they're going to be this, did I have that right? Have you guys verified yeah. that, Marla? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's nothing wrong. I right. wanted to make sure I had that right. Yep. Okay. If but if they can be this clunky, this in your face, man, this sloppy, and gamble on, you know what? We'll just take some Trump to wait an hour, and everybody will forget about all of this. Then this we are we. This is banana republic territory for me here. This is, I don't know that you can believe anything that like anybody says, like ever. There has to be some answers here. This, this, is, this is a moment where we as a culture need to draw a line in the sand. If they can lie to you about someone like this, how do we know most of the stuff they tell us isn't just completely and totally made up? I mean, after all, we just went through two years of Russian collusion. This was the number one story that dominated the news cycles of America for two years, only to be told there wasn't any Russian collusion. So this, this this is a line in the sand for me. Release the video. And if there's no video, charge everybody at that prison's chain of command with assisting in a manslaughter or a homicide. And we'll start with that. More in a moment. By the way, some breaking news on what we were just talking about as it relates to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, This courtesy of uh, Blaze TV. Uh, Just tweeted out, Attorney General Bill Barr... Reveals that the Department of Justice has learned of what he is describing as, quote, serious irregularities, unquote, at uh, the maximum security facility where Epstein was being kept. Um, uh, and uh, Attorney General Barr goes on to say, quote, let me assure you that this case will continue. Any co-conspirators should not rest easy, unquote. I think the terminology there. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, speaks volumes. Again, quote, serious irregularities. Those are the Attorney General's words. And then this phrasing, quote, any co-conspirators should not rest easy. Unquote. Todd, do you have any comments on that?
3: Well, just, I don't need co-conspirators, that's not, you know, just kind of feeling around in the dark, man. I mean, that's just laying down a mark. I mean, I know this guy's kind of you know, c- casual. He doesn't seem uh, to be bothered by much of anything at all, and we kind of dig that about him. He's just like, I just don't care anymore. Um, but I, he's not a dummy. I, I don't think he's going to try to corner himself. You know, in, 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 He's not Trump. He just doesn't start throwing words up there. That's a word chosen for a very specific reason.
1: Other quote, quote, I was appalled. Attorney General Barr says. Indeed, the entire department was, and frankly angry, to learn of the facility's failure to adequately secure this prisoner. Unquote. So.
3: Can I say one more thing? Because you of what you said about what we can believe. Again, this is yet another perfect poster child, an indictment of the entire federal system. You want to take over our health care? You just, you had one job with this guy and he's dead you don't get to take over our entire lives. Now, this and is exhibit 10,001. It's, it's the
1: conversation we had last week about red flag laws. Yes. I mean, philosophically, I could, I could get myself to where Ben Shapiro is at and say, I, I think that those aren't the worst idea in the world. But, we, but we're not living in that philosophical world. We're living in this world. And so you're asking me, who's going to be the people who are going to determine who should get red flagged or not? Exactly. The people that ignored Larry Nasser the people exactly. that ignore the Orlando nightclub shooter, uh, the people that ignore all these, lone, all, all these known wolves, the people who, who, who have, or urinated in America's mouth overnight and, and claimed it was raining when Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein uh, committed, quote, suicide. Have you guys heard the descriptions of what, that, what goes on in that facility, how everything is nailed down? There's, like, there's no empty strands, nothing. It's a maximum security facility. They don't put anything in there. I mean, the worst of the worst are in there.
2: And he was in a a specific ward, too, for high-profile prisoners.
1: And the reason why everything is nailed down, you can't do anything, is because they'll kill each other in there and the guards. The first chance they get with anything that isn't nailed down. That's why they have to do that. So we will continue to follow this story. Let's welcome back our good friend Bob Vanderplatz. It's been a couple of weeks, brother. How are you?
4: I'm doing really well. I I love the conversation, by the way. And I I agree with Todd and with Aaron, obviously with you too, Steve. But when you're saying co-conspirators, that's a message in and of itself. Uh, This wasn't just suicide. Uh, There's something else going on here. Steve, I saw one of your tweets over the weekend. I thought, you're exactly right. Release the video. And I think it was yeah, on oh, no, a Ted Cruz yeah, tweet. Yep, like, release the video. And
1: if, they, and if they don't have video, if you don't have video of every cell 24 hours a day, seven days a week in 2019, in a federal maximum security prison, start then, if they don't have video, fire all of them, and and then charge all of them with some form of uh, negligent homicide.
4: This is my wife saying that she walks into a department store, next thing she knows, she's getting advertisements from that department store on, on her cell phone we know about this stuff. So in a maximum security prison, you would think uh, there's a video of what's going on inside there. It, well, it's,
1: this ties in to the idea that a gentleman could just take duffel bags of munitions and accessories over the course of three days up to the 40th floor of, of the Mandalay Bay on sure. the Las Vegas Strip, which is the most surveillanced private real estate in this hemisphere because of the amount of money that exchanges hands there within the private sector. And he can create a, a sniper's nest right there out of his own, out of his own room. And he's in that room for three days and cleaning crews come in and claim they didn't see anything. And then he just opens fire and he becomes the worst shooter, uh, mass in shooter in American history. He's a straight white male. He's the perfect foil for all of the left media's anti-gun uh anti-gun narratives and yet there they have no intellectual curiosity no investigative reporting getting into what was the motivation of 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 this evil straight white male this is this is the first straight white male
4: i believe the media has taken a pass on since at least 1984 bob it it makes no sense of figuring i mean trying you're not trying to figure out why this took place what happened and again Really saw the videos there as well, but nobody knows way, anything.
1: Here's why the Epstein thing is a turn is, t- is a tipping point for me. It it only makes sense if it's on purpose. Oh sure. And and I just I don't believe um, in in that level of mass stupidity on a comprehensive level as isolated incidents. I I just I mean now I'm in now I'm in I'm in. um, Scully, you know, Scully territory on the X-Files, what I, the conclusions I have to leap to, to just, you know, I think there might be green men here. Uh, the conclusions I have to leap to to ignore that 2 plus 2 equals 4 are far more fantastical than just admitting to myself that 2 plus 2 equals 4.
4: You mean all the information he had to all the powerful people yes. that were with him and around him? It's, and and participated in yes, this stuff?
1: Mere hours after the first docu-dump that mentioned George Mitchell, who, for Much of our adult lives is the most powerful Democrat in the United States of America. Bill Richardson, the former governor of New Mexico and the former Clinton cabinet official Prince Andrew. Okay, I mean, these were just some of the names meant this was the first docu dump the first one that was unsealed on Friday, and then mere hours later this occurs. Steve, the mainstream press that pushed Russian collusion for two years thinks you're being conspiratorial. Indeed, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now this, though, this does tie into what what I told you I wanted to talk about as well, because we're in a we're in a situation culturally now where most people think, rightfully, that they they can't trust almost anything that anybody's telling them in any kind of official capacity whatsoever. And and I think this is going to be. It's it's always a charge of the church to be a beacon of truth at any time in a culture's
4: but especially now. history.
1: But especially for this one now. So over the weekend, I saw for the third time this year. This is the third time this year she has done this. Arguably, in fact, don't even know that it's arguable. I mean, I, I would say flat out, she is the most famous female in American evangelicalism. Is that fair? At the very least, she's my wife has done
4: a lot of bibles. I think my wife's doing a current Bible study of one of hers now. She's a fantastic teacher uh, of the Scripture, and you know a lot of women have uh, have gone under her Bible studies.
1: So is my wife. I've read some of her stuff as well. I'm talking about a woman named Beth Moore. And if you're outside of American evangelicalism, you have no idea who this woman is. But, but if you're inside
4: of it, you know who she if is. You, yes,
1: she's a household name. I think she's the biggest female star in American evangelicalism. And this is the third time now that she has gone on a tirade on Twitter about white nationalism and Christianity. Now the last time she did this, which was the second time, we did everything we could. We bent over backwards. We offered the tape at an odd time. We did everything we could to get her to come on the show and tell us where are you seeing people.
4: You're where, asking where's the yeah, lot? Yeah, I want to know. Well, yeah, where's why, it coming yeah, from?
1: Yeah, because and I, believe me, if there's people out there doing that, I will happily uh, take part in using this platform to cru- to expose and crush them. All right. But, but here's the thing that we cannot do as a church, church. We, when everybody else is out there running around like chickens with their head cut off at whatever the latest thing trending on social media is, or the latest this, or the latest fad, or this or that, we got, someone in this culture has to keep some cooler heads. Someone in this culture has to do ready, aim, fire, while everybody else is doing ready, fire, and aim, okay? Someone in this culture has to not be the reactionaries while everybody else is just reacting all of the time. Bob, tell me, is it too much to ask? In fact, I'll just go directly to you. You travel, you know, tell her, you've been gone for the last two weeks. Why? Traveling, talking to different Christian ministries and groups all over the country, yep. right? Nashville, okay. Tennessee, Madison, Wisconsin. So you travel the country, maybe not on Beth Moore's level, but certainly at a unique level amongst Christian leaders. Can you show her, I will give you the floor. Tell me where you are witnessing anywhere you go in America, where you are witnessing people linking Christianity, claiming I'm a Christian white nationalist. Tell me and, and, and a guy in a Twitter egg with 10 followers, okay someone who matters, someone whose influence is like, it, you know as there, there was one case uh, in in the hyper-reformed community where people were claiming that the mixing of races was unbiblical. And American Vision and Joel McDermott, I found American Vision and Joel McDermott and those people confronted those folks like five years ago or something and said, that's not biblical, you're out. Okay? So there's one. I doubt that's what Beth Moore is referring
4: to, though. Okay? She's not referring to that. So tell
1: me, you've been all over the country. Tell me where you're seeing this at.
4: Well, you're not seeing it. And I think what is, matter of fact, when I was in Nashville, Tennessee, one of the comments I made when I was serving on a panel is that we have to be careful of buying into terms and narratives, meaning, You've heard it said, said here plenty of times. Think bigger, look higher. People are looking for truth; give it to them. They're looking for for light; expose it to them. But what it is when we start buying into narratives? Because what the narrative is is because the media said Trump is part of this white white nationalist movement, mm-hmm. and because Christians support Trump or there's Christians who support Trump, therefore Christians are promoting. White nationalism, which is absolutely false on at at every level, and so I think what is, is instead of buying into those terms, give them what you just said. People at this time more than ever should be looking at the church to do what? To be a beacon of the night, to be a vessel for truth. This is what you can find out that's real and pure, and that 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 always will exist. Yesterday, today, and forever but instead we're buying into narratives and we're using their terms.
1: If you look through the scriptures, because here's the thing, she's either slandering the brethren, um, and willfully or unwillfully, um, or then if, if she knows who's doing this, she's not doing her job in exposing them. She should them. expose
4: them, or confront writes, them at least personally.
1: 5.11, have no fellowship with the darkness, rather expose it. Jesus went to the temple in broad daylight in public, and in front of the crowds would literally point at the phony, religious, hypocrite losers that he was mocking and say, hey, I'm talking about that guy right over there. Them. That, that group of people, total tools. Don't listen to any of them. Like, it wasn't like some nebulous day, okay? he was like, name names, right? Paul, Mr. Have All Your Words, be of love, seasoned with salt. Rolled up in broad daylight and on on in Main Street, I don't know wherever it was in the Book of Acts, on a on a heretic magician, and said, "Hey, this guy right here, you need to know, he's a son of the devil. Don't follow anything he says. He's a son of the devil. He's right out of the pit of hell." Said that like right to his face. There is no notions of like nebulous passive aggressiveness in the Bible. I mean, so what's Beth Moore, a Bible teacher? She's a Southern Baptist, y'all, are the sola scriptura folks, right? Tell me where these notions of passive aggressive implications are, are, ever occur in the scriptures. The, I'll give you the answer: never. Um, it, everything's always specified so that you are without excuse. No one, no one ever walks out thinking, "Boy, I wonder if they were talking about me," because it just says, "I'm talking about you." In case you were wondering, yeah, if you have to ask, one of the, in fact, one of you can, one of the, if, if, if I was doing like a, a, a marketing plan for the Bible. The commercial tagline would be, "And if you have to ask, it's about you." Because it, that it, it doesn't. It's a double-edged sword. You don't walk out of there ever thinking, "Boy, I really wonder where I stand here." <laughs> That's why it offends so many people. So I, I'm trying to find out if if a woman who has been granted the largest platform in American evangelicalism is just emoting randomly to news media that, that, that you know that slandering of the brethren, or if she's really seeing. A rise of alt-right white nationalism in the SBC. Because if she is, then why isn't she naming names and why aren't we calling these people out and and, and expunging them from our ranks and let Satan have his way with them?
4: Naming names, personally confronting, and even if she tweeted and said, listen, I'm personally confronting some leaders in the Christian movement for their white nationalism." But it's a little bit like, Steve, when when we stand up for marriage and God's designed for sexuality. When we stand up for marriage and God's designed for sexuality, we get called a hater. We get called a bigot. And it's like, these Christians have got to stop hating. they got to stop being big. No, we're not hating. We're not being bigots. We're actually having love for our neighbor, and we're having love for the culture in which we reside to say that we want to revive this country according to God's standards, his principles, and his precepts. But here to say— You know, we have got to stop doing this white nationalist approach. I agree with you. Name the names. Show where it exists. Confront it. Expose it. But I don't think that's the case. I think what's happening is we're buying into a media narrative that ties Christianity to Trump. And even when I was on Fox News not that long ago discussing the term evangelical, for us as followers of Jesus Christ, our identity is not in Donald Trump our identities in Jesus Christ. That's where you think bigger and you look higher. And that's what I'd encourage her to do as well in communicating to her followers.
1: You think I'm making too big of a deal out of this? I I really don't because I am asking, maybe I am, I don't know. No,
4: I really don't think you are because what it is, we are so quick today to jump to the narrative of our our choice, our tribe, our whatever it is to say, our team, and then we wanna call it out and we're saying, but what are you calling out? So if you're really gonna call it out, Name. So who you it think
1: is. It, 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 that this is for her is is a proxy obsession for Trumpism in the church? Uh, I, that, that, that she this is her uh, this is her reaction to Jerry Falwell Jr. and Robert Jeffress is what. Well, I hear well there's you say.
4: some things that she tweeted earlier on. I mean, I'm talking about six months ago, nine months ago. That I thought you know what? You're kind of right. You're calling you're calling balls and strikes here that we shouldn't get so tied in that Trump can do no wrong and it's all about Trump. But here, I believe now we're getting tied into the media wants to paint Trump as a white nationalist, and we're saying Christianity. We got we cannot do this as Christian. Like now, we need to call balls and strikes on ourselves as well. If it's happening, call it. But if it's not, let's don't make something out of it. That's not taking.
1: I'm, place. I'm totally with you. I think that's the right way to approach it. I mean, if, if I'll give her the, I'll even go out of my way to give her the benefit of the doubt. I know she's seen, she's spoken to a lot more of the brethren than I have. But uh, sister, if you think this is an issue, your job is to actually specify who's doing this, expose them, and call them to account. And That's one your opportunity
4: job. would be come on this show right. and have this conversation with you and let us understand what's the motivation behind that type because, of a tweet.
1: Because if you're not doing that, or if you don't have the wherewithal to do that, meaning this is just—then then you're— because you can't cite something specifically, then you're reacting to stuff in a way that you're helping the enemy slander your own brothers and sisters. Sure, because where
4: people should be running to the truth, now people are going, I'm not going to go there because they're white nationalists. Yes. That's my concern. Right.
1: You know, so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is if if Beth Moore really knows something that we need to know, and then if if so, why isn't she telling us? Or if this is just all... uh, anti-Trumpist reactionary, if she's just the other side of the coin to Robert Jeffers' first church of Donald Trump. That's mm-hmm. all I'm trying to figure out. Because I think I think given the size platform she has and the influence of the people she has
4: with that platform, I, I think that's, that's kind of a big deal. It's a really big deal. And you know what? She's done a lot of good. I think there's a lot of women who would say, you know, they've benefited a ton from Beth Moore's teaching. But now you have the size of a platform that you just can't tweet randomly. You have to make sure that, uh, if there's proof there... Let's discuss it. I'd encourage her to come on your show.
1: But everywhere you've gone around the country, and you have to run in some circles where you walk—I you, only got about a minute. Sure. You go into some circles where people think that Donald Trump, man, his farts don't stink, let's face it, when you're in the
4: Christian political world. I, right. I go into birth, both circles.
1: Yes. You don't run in—you've never encountered anybody whispering white nationalist nothings no. in your ear.
4: No, absolutely you not. No,
1: you've never seen any evidence of what she's talking
4: about. I I am not. Now, if I go into the other side, I can hear those types of accusations. But again, it's without merit. Or it's without, you know, tell me what is, is. And can you tie it to a larger movement? And they can't. The same way on the other side. As you know, there's not a, ve- there's a very narrow road today. Mm-hmm. There's two exceptional ditches out here. Ain't that and the truth. We're to stay on that narrow road.
1: Good stuff, Bob. Appreciate you as always. Take Thank care. You. We'll come back with our number two, live and on demand on The Blaze. Next. back here with Hour 2, live and on demand here on the Blaze TV radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. If you are looking to take advantage of a booming real estate market, make sure you sign up with an agent that you can trust. I don't know about your neighborhood, but signs are everywhere in mine, including some companies that have never been around before. And some of them are reputable, like you would imagine. if, If Better Homes and Garden is doing real estate, it's probably legit. I mean, that's a publication that's been around longer than I've been alive. But there's a couple of other companies. companies, I'm like, who are you? Who, 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 who? I've never heard of you people, right? So how do you know you can trust your agent? Well, you're looking for an agent that has a proven track record of success You're looking for somebody who has a marketing plan other than uh, just uh, printing off the algorithm at the office Or having another open house and you're looking for somebody who returns messages phone calls is personable courteous with you Your time as well. It's a very relational process between you and your agent Therefore the more of a rapport the two of you have the more likely it is uh, to be the success you want it to be If you are looking for an agent who checks all three of those boxes, then you're looking for this website real estate agents I Trust.com. Now it's different from other referral services that are about finding clients for agents. This one is about finding an agent worthy of having you for a client. realestateagentsitrust.com is the website. Again, realestateagentsitrust.com. So I'm going to call a bit of an audible here. In fact, you know, we were all excited when we started doing this about uh, a couple of months ago. And when I suggested the idea of going through Rush Limbaugh's The Way Things Ought to Be as a 25-year retrospective to see if we can find some answers to where our movement kind of went off the rails. Since this book kind of launched what, it, what the post-Reagan era of conservatism looked like, this book is really its, 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 uh, its stone tablets in, in many respects. It, it, this is the genesis of it. And when I suggested this to you two, you know, when we were still about, uh, what, four, five, six weeks away from finishing our Truth Bombs book study,
3: you guys loved the idea. I thought it was going to be fantastic. And remember yep. how
1: excited we were to get to this, right? And we've enjoyed these conversations. They've been illuminating and frustrating because you can see the proto versions of all of the debates we're having now he is talking about in this book. And yet you're wondering though, wh- that begs a question for us to answer. That's not, it's not a comforting question. And that question is seeing, they clearly saw where the left wanted to go 25 years ago. And they had the culture, the cultural headwinds were at their back. They were the home team. So why couldn't our movement, seeing where the left wanted to go and with the home field advantage of 25 years ago, why couldn't it have stopped like any of this? Like any of it? We, we like none. Like, like we we didn't even bat 300 here. I mean, we, we didn't stop any of it, any of it. And so this has been both an illuminating and frustrating process for us to go through, right? But necessary. And this is where the Jeffrey Epstein story to me, it's a tipping point for me on a personal level. Don't forget, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm a person too. You know, and before they put a microphone in front of my face, I was just one of you. Reading Drudge, watching Fox, trying to stick up with, you know, listening to shows like Rush, trying to stay informed. And I, I got to tell you, I, I don't know what you guys think. I, I don't have the heart to finish this. Because in a world where the powers that be that have either infested us with this rot gut that that we talk about, or have been no threat whatsoever to do a damn thing about it all these years. So they've handed us this world where we're having these really stupid arguments that no civilization worthy of conserving should be having. Those same powers that be want us to believe that they're pimp, basically. Their hookup. To get their perv on. To help them acquire fresh meat. And the younger, the better. For the elites of the elite. Friday's first docu-dump, George Mitchell. I'm the president on television the first 30 years of my life the face of the Democratic Party much of my lifetime Prince Andrew royal family Bill Richardson former governor he's been a fixture in media circles since he left public life or public office former Clinton cabinet official maximum security prison suddenly surveillance is called off suddenly his cellmate is relocated and i'm not hey i'm not i'm not i'm not feeding you low-lying fruit here in case you just tuned in 20 minutes ago the attorney general of the united states bill barr called what happened with this 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 chain of unfortunate sequence of unfortunate events lemony snicket He referred to them in an official statement as, quote, serious irregularities. Those are his words. The Attorney General of the United States says that if you are a, quote, co-conspirator, his words were coming for you. Because if, 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 if the debate has devolved to the point that the ruling class doesn't even have to lie to us anymore, Like, give me a mysterious car accident, you know? A drunk driver. But you really want me to believe. You really want me to believe your most high-profile prisoner in a maximum security prison. Totally on his own. Because, you know, it ain't like the Jeffrey Epsteins of the world have a lot of calluses on them hands. We ain't dealing with a MacGyver here. We ain't dealing with the guy who supplies the homemade shanks there at Oz. We're not talking about a guy who has probably watched a whole lot of episodes of Orange is the New Black. He's not watching Netflix. He's, he's, he's buying it. When was the last time you think Jeffrey Epstein got his hands dirty, except with his own DNA? So you want me to believe in a maximum security cell where nothing is taken for granted? Everything is nailed down. Everything is on lockdown. And he allegedly already tried this once. You want us to believe just mere hours after the first docu-dump implicated a whole new batch of elites that we'd we'd not heard these names before, right? We'd heard the names of Trump and Clinton and, and Dershowitz. We heard some of those names, right? Mm -hmm. didn't hear the didn't hear the name george mitchell bill richardson or prince andrew until friday night and then a mere hours later suddenly a guy whose level of physical activity is which 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 boat do i go wind sailing with at martha's vineyard and yes and then i have staff that do all of that for me I just show up when it's ready and the wind is right. Was able to MacGyver that son of a gun into creating his own ability to kill himself in a maximum security prison. If we are now at the point that they will be this obvious, they have this, uh, simultaneously have so little regard for our intelligence, while at the same time being so desperate to not be held accountable on any level that they have decided the gambit of doing this so obviously, the, 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 the law of unintended consequences when you do the p on that, the ROI, our odds are better than any more of these docu-dumps. Maybe if we do this, we can get them to make this go away. They'll all forget. It's almost football season. There'll be a Trump tweet. Another Joe Biden gaffe. We'll get a fencer at the Pan Am games to kneel for the national anthem. Something will occur. Something. A Nike A new Nike drop on a Colin Kaepernick ad. Some Squirrel some squirrel will emerge that will cause all of us to just forget we ever heard the name Jeffrey Epstein. And they can wipe the sweat off their brow, dodge the bullet, and then just go find their next pimp for their next Love Island. If we are at the point... That it can just be this obvious. That you can come to... Occam's Razor says you can come to no other conclusion. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've written in the past, said in the past, how much I've liked and respected your opinion in the past. If you really believe this guy did this, this guy, this guy was able to pull off what terrorists, serial killers in maximum security prisons cannot. A guy who the average morning, his first thought was, when's my first massage? If you really believe he pulled this off on his own like an actual suicide, you are so dumb for real. Fire up the run DMC, dumb girl. Your IQ is Free! Three. And I'm giving you credit for your previous work. If they can be this obvious, then then then, then we're done, folks. You're not going to hold them accountable on any level for anything. Nothing. Elections don't matter. Nothing really matters. They'll just do whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want, to whomever the hell they want. And you might be George Papa, whatever that idiot's name was, next time. You know the guy that kept going on cable TV like begging to be indicted? And we were sitting there watching that guy during the whole Russian collusion thing thinking, this guy makes Cato Kalin look like Socrates. There's no way he's the entry point to a Russian conspiracy. Remember we kept having these conversations? Yes. Turns out he wasn't. So if it can be, if, 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 if in their desperation to make this go away, if they can do the math and decide this is guys, they're not going to buy this. And then in whatever smoke-filled room or whatever conference call they were on, thought you're probably right, but we it, it's the only play we have, man. They got us they got us dead nuts here. We can't have any more of these docu dumps. This first one is a killer. That's just the first one. And they got together, And they thought, you know what? This is the best play we got. This is it. It, it, We're not saying it's a good one. We're just saying it's our only one. We just got to trust in the shallow attention spans of the American people. And that there's enough people on both sides of the aisle here that would just like this to really go away for fear that their name's going to pop up or one of their cronies. Not a good play. But it's the only play we have. And if they're going to initiate it, this soon after the first docu-dump. Like, they didn't even wait for, like, 24 hours to go by. Like, they could have, like, you know, waited a couple of days, let it kind of simmer. Another round of NFL preseason games on Thursday coming up, right? First college football Saturday is only 12 days away. If they're going to be this obvious... Then, then, what's the point to like anything we do? Why, why do we vote? I'm, I'm dead serious when I'm asking this. I'm, this is, I'm not doing this for effect. I'm asking for real. Why are we doing any of this then? Yeah,
3: suddenly, this election is the most quaint election right? in American right? history instead of the most important. I, I just can't bring myself to debate
1: this or to look back. It's irrelevant to me. It, it the scale, the, the. the <laughs> What we're playing for now? That book is a dead letter of a bygone era. I mean, you're, you're, the stakes you're playing for now are, is this a government of the people, by the people, For the people. On any level. On any level. Because the Jeffrey Epstein's of the world and all of his clients, they don't care if that's your daughter or mine. You're a plebe. You're nothing to them. You're to be used. Manipulated. Taken advantage of. You're nothing. And that's a tale as old as time. In fact... That's been how governments east of Eden have largely operated in the arc of human history until 244 years ago, with limited exceptions. We tried to create a system here that was gonna try to thwart that, change the arc of human history by doing things a little bit different. Government that begins with the phrase, we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, that the people form the government, therefore, By direct implication, the government is directly accountable to the people, not the other way around. That the people will be armed. So government gets frisky. The people are like, well, we got the guns. We tell you when to jump. The judges will be given lifetime appointments, but they have neither the force nor will to act on anything that they would deem. They're largely just giving you opinions. Opinions that should matter, sure. But in the end, they're opinions. Like when, when, when you get a new job, you bring the family and and it's it's this or unemployment. You bring the family together. You get their opinion. The kids don't want to leave. Their opinions matter. They don't want to leave their friends. It, their opinions matter, right? You should pay you pay attention. You care, right? They yeah. matter, but are they determinative? Nope. Because what's more important, your kids' high school friends or the rent at the end of the month? What do you think? All right. The rent is. So your the opinions of the judges matter, but they're not determinative. We've we've turned them around to make them determinative. We have, we have given up our authority as a body to these forces on every level. If we're now just going to let them rub one out in broad daylight, if we're just going to let them take out their trash in broad daylight, and we're going to be like, dude, Kim Kardashian broke the internet last night. Then I, I then then I don't know, why would I come to work tomorrow? I'm, I'm asking a serious question. I've thought about this all weekend long. What am I doing? Why wouldn't I get thee to a nunnery? Why, why wouldn't I just go into just like direct ministry on the, and, and just as, as, as with, with whatever time we have left, if this is, if this is where we are, then I, I, I don't know why you argue with most of your liberal friends over like anything. Because they're all irrelevant arguments. They just do whatever they want, no matter who wins. And I think we've like consciously known that on a certain level, but this just hammers the nail home here, man. This is, this is, well, I've used this analogy before. It's probably never been more apropos than right now. This is you come home from work after slaving all day long, you walk in. And you hear weird noises coming from upstairs. You walk up to the stairs. You open your bedroom door. And some dude's just getting on with your wife right there in your bed. And instead of them being ashamed, they each look at you and say, Hey, can you close the door? We're trying to finish here. You mosey down the stairs, tail tucked firmly ensconced between your legs. Not really sure what to do. You're just kind of wandering around the kitchen when suddenly a naked guy a sweaty naked guy comes rolling down the stairs right into your kitchen. Looks at you and says, hey man, you got any cold to drink. Grabs a beer out of your fridge. Sees the remote sitting over there in your den with a leather chair. And he sits down with his sweaty nakedness, grabs the remote, turns on the TV and says, man, there's just nothing good on these days. While he's drinking your beer in your home. What are you going to do about that? Well, folks, if the answer is not a damn thing, then, then I, I don't, I don't, I make good money, but I, I you know, I, I need to believe, I'm not, I, don't, I'm, I make good money doing this, but I'm not getting rich. Okay? So, I have to believe that I'm doing something more worthwhile than cashing a check. Otherwise, all the other crap I take from family members, my own kids, my neighbors, Everybody, for doing this, it's just simply not worth it. It's just not. It's not. There's no point in doing this unless you're getting rich off it, unless you really believe, or it's the, or you can't get another real job, unless you really believe we're making a difference. I, I think this is a massive tipping point for us. If we're just going to let them take out their trash right here in front of us, and we're not going to do anything about it, then, I, then why are we arguing or fighting at all? Here's the smart play. Get your chair, man, before the music stops. Make sure you find your seat. Get your piece of the action. Stop trying to be David or Josiah. Become Hezekiah. Yeah, That's, that's the ticket. Become the guy that the prophet comes to, the prophet Isaiah comes to and warns him. That because of his actions... It's going to be a terrible judgment upon his own people. Hezekiah was once a great king. Just like we were once a great country. Hezekiah looks at the prophet and says, I'm so sorry about this. I've made a terrible error. Let my ego get the best of me. Don't punish the people for my sins. Hold me accountable. I want to be a good king again. I want to finish my race. I want to finish well. This is on me. What can I do? Ask the Lord. What can I do to make amends? Yeah, Hezekiah didn't do any of those things. Actually, he didn't didn't do any of those things. He actually looked at the prophet and said, well, that's interesting. Will any of this happen while I'm alive? That was his question. Will any of this bad stuff happen to my people because of what I did while I'm alive? The prophet said, oh no, you'll be long gone. Not my problem. Sucks to be you plebes, though. Just remember, even here in Israel, God's country, the crap still rolls downhill. If that's where we are, they can just Hezekiah us to our face. To our face! Bring on the Ahab, because he's coming anyway. He's coming anyway. Ahab and Jezebel are next. That's usually the order of things they can do this right to our face then i don't know why are we arguing why do you know todd am i making tell me please tell me if i'm blowing this out of proportion and maybe i'm having a howard beale breakdown no because this is a this thing when i saw this first thing saturday morning when i got up I've been on tilt about this for 48 consecutive hours, pretty much.
3: Yeah, well, you remember your column that you put out before this happened. Chaos or cowardice? hmm I mean, good grief. Like, it was meant. It, it's the only reaction to this happening. You wrote it before we knew about this. So you, you're not overreacting. You, you, this is... It, you you had this reaction before you happened because, again, you, you said, we know it. I mean, we know this in our bones here. This is the one... time when you, We don't do much show prep, but to the degree we do talk about stuff...
1: Rephrase it, that. We don't do much note comparing. Yeah, we all yeah, do our no, own no, no, show yes, prep. Yes, I mean, we don't do, like, oh, plotting course, yes. between the three of us. Yeah, yes. Aaron just, okay. w-
3: like, almost wanted to come over and punch me in the face because he's the one who puts <laughs> that onto- I'm just tech... Yes, we don't, we don't sit around and game together, but when we do have a put our heads together. It's more like like this. Like what this yeah, I know this doing this this way had a point before, but does I mean, we've danced around this in many different ways before. Um because it, we know. I've said this I know I've said this out aloud uh to you just seeing how you guys react cuz I I need somebody to to tether me to something like is even if it's only one out of 10 times uh, is saying things this way, doing things this way, am I, am I on target at all? I mean, I have no problem. I mean, imagine, I,
1: imagine I, the Super Bowl and they don't like the result. Some small market team they didn't want in there win, gets into the Super Bowl. And if they could just retroactively go back and, and say, you know, we missed this call and, and it never actually happened. And they just put it in broad daylight and change the outcome ex post facto, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. They were going to actually get held accountable on some level, on some level, nowhere near as much as the rest of us would, you know, down here in the, in the, in, 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 in the plebeian section. All right. In the general admission part of the, of the stadium. But they were good. Some of them were going to get at the very least exposed, embarrassed, maybe professionally ruined. If never, if, if we're even talking criminal prosecutions, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they can now, if they can ex post facto things like this, reverse engineer them in broad daylight without even attempting to assuage our intellectual curiosity on any level whatsoever. This is the plot of a lifetime movie. Crooked billionaire gets put in prison, doesn't want to get exposed. One of his cronies pays off a guard to help him kill himself to, to, you know, go Agamemnon at the end of the story in fact i 'm wrong lifetime wouldn't make this movie because it's too damn obvious if this if they can do this to us on this tell me where we 'd hold them accountable at any point ever 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 i know, I know. and the reason I have to
3: ask it that because and i mentioned this in other uh shows in my own it's not just here in this oh get out of the bubble uh go home live your life and we've even said that it 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 it, this is everywhere this is legion this is it people think this way about anything that's why steve says you can get away with it you will move on you will not care you have your own little scams at work that are the same basically the equivalent of this working at your local level you Everything is a grift. Everything is a con. The people that are principled are a waste of your time. I you, Jeffrey Epstein, y, y, unique in his wealth, but other than that, there's Jeffrey Epstein's everywhere. And so yeah, I I I am wired. It's why ultimately Steve and I work together. I Show me the burning building. I I will run into it. I th- that's fine. Um, but at the end if you run into that burning building and the people who are there on fire are are there basically uh, you know looking at as you said, you know looking yeah, I know I'm about to die, but I got to see what the Kardashians are doing as he said. You There's a feeling of hopelessness in there that just runs through my head on a daily basis. Steve isn't alone. I'm not just connecting with him because that's the way he was rifting. The degree to which the three of us talk at all and put our heads together on a regular basis, it's about that.
2: Yeah, and I mean this was kind of – we don't do – we don't compare notes per se. We do have that text thread and this whole thing I think was summed up – perfectly on on uh, friday night you sent us the link steve of of the document dump neither of us responded until the next morning when i sent the tweet <laughs> about epstein committing suicide and that's that's where we were because i think we all probably all thought the same thing uh as well it's like oh that's just you know uh that w- what a what a crazy clinky dink uh, that this happened right afterwards and again w- we've We've had this feeling before, and it could be along the lines of what Todd was saying. This could be applied in many different directions as well. But when we are just fed this, obviously right to our face, and forced to choke on it yes. like this, that's that's when you that's when you kind of have the uh, that's kind of when you have the it, it kind of, kind of have the moment in dreams where you realize when you become lucid and you realize what's happening. Yeah. And that's what this kind of feels like yeah. right now. And along the lines quickly, well, I don't have enough time to make that point, but yes, th- this feeling of just being forced to, ch- to choke on this, that's what's sticking up in our craw. And it's like, is anybody listening? Is anybody going to do anything about
1: it? Am I blowing this out of proportion? I'm going to ask you when we come back, eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is a red line for me on a personal level. More in a moment. Hey, if you're struggling to get the results that uh, you were hoping for with all the hard work you're putting in to to getting healthier, trying to lose uh, some extra weight, it it could be um, that you've got uh, something going on with your gut to your brain where the message isn't being received when you're full, when you're done eating. And since most of us don't have like a stoplight at our kitchen tables, uh, we need one that goes inside of our bodies. Now there is supposed to be one, but for various reasons, um, for some of us, it just doesn't work the way it's supposed to. It's got a big, long, fancy name, but its abbreviation is OEA. And what OEA does is simply let the brain know when the belly's full. And that helps with your portion sizes, controlling your cravings, et cetera. If you want to put that OEA back in your body at the level it needs to be, that's where Riduzone comes in. That's all that it is. It's not loaded with chemicals. That's why when you turn over the bottle, you're going to see only three ingredients. Okay, And the overwhelmingly main ingredient is just that OEA. All right, so it's not loaded with caffeines, stimulants. This is just about strengthening that signal so that your belly lets the brain know for certain, hey, we're done, we're not hungry, stop eating. All right, if you want to give this a shot i've used this myself and i've got you know The the, i've got a bit of some sensitive belly issues the older I get I had no side effects or anything of that nature If you want to give it a shot riduzone.com is the website use my name steve for a special offer uh, When you go for the checkout, all right promo code steve at riduzone.com That's r-i-d-u-z-o-n-e r-i-d-u-z-o-n-e so I'm at the point where I'm existentially questioning the point. If, if we can, if the ruling class can just behave in the way that they did this weekend in the Epstein, death. Am I making too much of this? Am I blowing it out of proportion? Do you have an opinion? Because here's where I'm at on a personal level before I go to the phones. My driving force here is the truth. I have an ego like any other guy, but but my ego isn't motivated by some of the things that motivates other guys in this business. I wouldn't mind being rich or successful, but it's not really what drives me i want I want the truth the truth is the driver for me. That's where my ego is at I want to win I want to win the quest for the truth. and along the way, if we can make enough money to hire two full-time employees and pay them a decent wage and you know pay the bills over the days homestead that's great but the driving force is the truth and if we're at the point now that that this sort of chicanery they can just take out the trash put it right on the curb and we're going to do nothing then i don't know how we'd hold them accountable at any level i don't know how the truth is accountable ever or attainable, ever, the, it, then we, it, it's now the golden rule. Whoever has the gold gets to make all the rules. Might makes right, and we're not exceptional anymore. We're just like every other country on earth. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so driven by this particular story. Because it's so obvious what happened here. You have to be a mind-numbed numbskull to accept anything else. And so if, if we're going to let him get away with it, if we're just going to move on to whatever the latest flight of fancy is, the next distraction, and I love distractions yeah, I spent uh, I, I spent time watching a movie with my son yesterday. Took my wife to the movies. You know, I, all my work was caught up. I spent a couple hours playing uh, the NCAA football and PlayStation 3 with the updated rosters, Aaron. Distractions are great, but they're, you know what they're called, though? Distractions. They're not a way of life. They're not a permanent residence. They're a place to go when you need to, to download from the permanent residence, but they're temporary. That's why we use the, hence the term, distraction. But if if we're going to be, if if, if we're just going to let him get away with this, then I I don't know how we hold him accountable at all. And if we're not going to hold the system accountable, then that means truth just isn't a commodity anymore, which has me wondering, what am I doing here? 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Do you think I'm blowing this out of proportion? Let's go to Virginia first. Uh, and Jolene. Jolene, welcome to the Steve Day Show. You're live on the blaze. Go ahead. Hi. Hey, Jolene.
0: I don't think you're crazy at all. I think you're finally seeing everything with clear eyes. Um, actually, just in the past week or so, I've been thinking that when you guys have been talking about revival or bust, that that's one of those binary choices. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not revival or bust anymore. I think it's revival and bust.
1: Hmm. Explain what you mean by that.
0: Well, I watched Paul, the Apostle of Christ, that movie that you had seen, and recommended at the time that it, it was released. I just got it. I just mm-hmm. got it for the first time. And it made such an impact on me from the standpoint of what Christians were living through. And I think that's kind of where we all are right now. I, I don't think that there's much more that we can do for this country. What we can do, however, is draw closer to God and restore our relationships. Clearly, the Church at large is struggling. And we can't deal with our own internal issues and also try and make a cohesive government as well. It's just not going to work.
4: Mm.
1: That's the whole the Republic, if you can keep it, line. Jolene, thanks for the call. That's, those are some great insights. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And just to piggyback on what Jolene said, gentlemen, this goes to what I was talking to Bob Vander Plaats last hour about with Beth Moore's comments. That's, this, this is why I'm so angry and frustrated by this with her as well. If, if you know there are white nationalists being promoted in the church who have infiltrated the church, in fact, can we get rid of the term white nationalist? I'd like to. Okay. If you know there are racists, can we just, can we, can we just, I mean, goodness gracious. If we know there's racists, can we just, is there a reason we had to get, you know why we had to get rid of that term? Well, the reason why the media has to promote white nationalism is because they're calling everything they disagree with racist. And so, in some way, it is a recognition that they have soiled and sullied the term that it isn't, it's not as impactful as it's supposed to be. So, they to come up with some new, you know, supersized, uh, new and improved formula, formulaic term. Because racist is just as a, doesn't seem to move you as much as it used to because they call everything they don't like racist. But that's another term I'm not letting them change the definition. If you're an alt right white nationalist, you're a racist. If Beth Moore, whom God has granted maybe the largest platform of any female leader, arguably in the Christian church in the world, that could be debated. It could be debated she's got the largest platform of any female in the Christian church on this planet. If you're going to go out there and say there's racism in the church, you better tell us, who is it then? Would you guys be okay if we just did, if if we did nothing else? You guys be all right if we just, our closing shot here was we just purged racists from the church. You guys okay if that's who, if that's the last shot we do out the door? You guys are all right be, with that? Yeah. 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 I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it. Who am I aiming at? Who? Otherwise, we're just helping the enemy slander the brethren. Why would we do that? There's reasons. All bad. You know, I mean... In many respects, the Epstein story and what we said last hour about Beth Moore are really the same story. Do we care what the truth is anymore? Do we care? I mean, at any fundamental level. Yesterday, hashtag Trump body count and hashtag Clinton body count were trending on Twitter simultaneously. You know, I would like to believe... Bill Barr will be an adult here and get to the bottom of this? You know, but he's also the guy that convinced Trump to back down on the census question last week because, you know, the courts make all the laws here. So I don't know, maybe if some federal judge jumps in and says, hey, hey, Bill, you don't get to find out what happened with your own Justice Department. National, national injunction from, uh, 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 pin the tail on the, on the, on the judicial district. We got a national injunction here. National and universal injunction coming down here from uh, Boise, Idaho. One federal judge from his butt crack in Boise has decided that the Department of Justice may not get to the bottom of what happened to Jeffrey Epstein because, of course, he was visiting Love Island himself. But that's not important now. I mean, will Bill just go out there? It would be like Aaron when Moses came down from the mountain. Aaron's like dude, I, Moses like, dude, I gave you one job, man. One job. One job. That's all I had. One job, bro. He was the first one job man ever. And I, I turned my back on you for a few days and I come back down from the mountain and you guys are like having orgies and, and oh, Aaron's like turning his pockets. I, I don't know. I just gave him some gold. They threw in the fire. This, you know, calf came out of guess I got nothing for you. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Was a, you know, this was an apparent deicide. I don't, I don't know what happened here. Moe's Mo, I don't know, man. Don't blame me. I mean, I was just, you know, it's not my fault. Moe's like, I see some serious irregularities here. <laughs> so when the judge says, hey, I mean, you can't investigate. I mean, Bill, maybe he'll be like, well, you know. We were fully committed to finding out, but then the judges ruled. Because... You know, last week we found out James Comey broke the law. And then we found out that he's not gonna be prosecuted. So we're gonna take one Bernie Sanders acolyte who's probably making 40K a year. She gets busted for leaking, right? Remember that thing? What was her name? Rebel or something was her name a couple of years ago, right? Some crazy name, okay? Which, by the way, I'm all for that. I'm fine with busting her. I'm just trying to figure out Reality why... winner. Yeah, reality winner. Thank <laughs> you. I'm trying to figure out why reality winner making 40K a year. That was her actual name. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out why reality, maybe she needed her nutsack shave too. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why reality winner making 40K a year. Why, why, why she's got to find out that orange is the new black. But James Comey's just out there still putting out Jack Handy memes. Gazing longingly into the wilderness, tiptoeing between the raindrops and prison sentences. Do you know the answer to that? Yeah. There, there's lots of answers. All bad. All bad answers. None good. All bad. So forgive me if I'm a little, if I'm a little skeptical. That the guy who's doing nothing while James Comey's out there still roaming the streets as a criminal leaker may not necessarily get us to the bottom of what happened here with Jeffrey Epstein. I want to believe, but I've paid attention for more than 10 minutes. I'd like to though. What can, how can the righteous prevail of the foundations be destroyed? If we're at a point that we can't trust any institutions on any level, I I know, then man, we're, this is in those days. Everyone did what was wise in their own eyes. And not only will there be no red flag laws we'll support, instead, we'll do gun sales on the show. Okay? Arm yourself now. You're going to need it. And maybe get a Rosetta Stone program for Arabic, because you'll eventually need that as well. Let's go to Gary in Minnesota. Gary, you're next year on The Blaze. What say you, sir? Gary, are you there? Unce twice, he times a Haiti.
2: Sounds like he's gone.
1: He's working, putting up in all the wrong places. All right. Um, am I over... Aaron, that you're supposed to be young and idealistic.
3: I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> so how long are you going to let uh, that pregnant pause go?
1: You want to rephrase the question? Uh, tell you, tell the old man yeah. he's overreacting, Aaron. <laughs> tell the old man you're, he's overreacting. Uh, I can't do that. Uh, God. I mean, it's
2: just what are we, what are we supposed to do? I mean, let's reverse engineer this. I mean, we've 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 kind of already done this on the show. All of the things you have to believe to say that this is just yeah, this is committed suicide. Uh, figured out how to do that. All of the things you have to believe for that to be true. It's just it's just ridiculous. And at a, at at the macro level that you guys have been looking at it. I mean, we've been saying. Um, as for me and my house, uh, we'll serve the Lord. We've been doing that for years now, for years. And there's still value in that. But um, it is it is almost debilitating to watch this happen right under our nose, right right in front of our face, and know that by Wednesday we're going to be talking about something else completely. You know that's going to happen by Wednesday, maybe even by tomorrow. Heck, Donald Trump will tweet in the next five minutes, and everybody will forget about what happened this weekend. Uh, it's and it's the same. It's the same story over and over and over again. That's why we say multiple times. That's why we say multiple times. It seems like fill in the blank story was five years ago when it really was last month because we just. No focus whatsoever because we are not a serious people collectively. We are not serious about governing ourselves. And so the people who we put in charge to govern us end up doing what human nature dictates, which is we're going to take advantage of it and uh, we're going to have all, the, uh, all of the justice for thee but not for me. Uh, and that's, that's what we're looking at. We're just living in wicked times. That's the, that's the end of it, the long and short of it.
3: Living in wicked times, and but the the soundtrack is everything is awesome from the Lego movie. Oh, gosh, that's perfect.
1: I mean, you you, and you know what the laugh track is are the parents in the video of the drag queen in the montage. Yeah, the parents uh, giggling while their little children are being taught by a drag queen how to to, to stripper twerk at a library, which is supposed to be a place of higher communal learning. I just realized all these stories are the same. Yeah, that's I mean, my just, point. I just, The same spirit that has, I mean, in, in another era, we would have been concerned about a parent in an environment like that going all vigilante, having to be in control and creating a tragedy, right? In this era, the parents just laugh and giggle or they say nothing because they're afraid. Well, then maybe, maybe maybe, they had better odds and they thought that we were all just going to move on from this eventually anyway. And you know what? I, I guess maybe I don't blame anybody because I'm kind of at the point now that as I see, uh, in, as I see today that uh, Nestle Toll House has announced they are releasing edible cookie dough, which that's fake news because I can personally vouch for many, many years now. put some of that stuff away (laughs) the cookie dough has been quite edible all this time as a matter of fact
3: (laughs) all right i don't know why they call it hamburger helper clark it does just fine by
1: itself (laughs) (laughs) thank you cousin eddie thank you you're welcome um and i'll be joining in a van down by the river when this show's over probably but I, I, i i'm half tempted to say you know what man Stay on the flip side, I'm gonna grab me a tip of cookie dough and let's just see what happens. Kick off in 12 days. I mean, I just and now they're gonna serve mac and cheese now at Chick Fil A. Do you guys see that? I did not. They're they're
3: doing the test. Let's let's not even. Make, this is a permanent segue. Let's just keep going with
1: this. Hey, you, they're get,
3: test marketing this. That's a chi- give it to all of us. <laughs> this is like
1: I trust you guys. No, it's nationwide do- mac and cheese nationwide at Chick Fil A starting today. Oh, you're
3: kidding me! I heard the, I heard it was just a test they market. They tested and select- it, and it was so
1: successful oh, okay. that it's nationwide well, then, starting nah. today. See, they it. So America's the, great again. They tested it. It's for like two, great again already.
3: Two days it took whoever they tested it with to realize. Yes, more mana from heaven. Yes, please. All right, something makes sense. Something.
2: The nunnery that we're talking about is actually uh, Chick Fil A, by
1: the way. Yes, that's what we mean. The idiocracy is we, you know, game day and cookie dough with Chick fil A mac and cheese, right? The
3: hardest part about this, man, it, it, it isn't it the isn't it your kids? For me, it's it, yeah. it's absolutely like I, because yeah. I remember walking away in various ways and saying I told and and again to say I told you so back twenty years ago when I was Aaron's age. Th- this one it falls on their shoulder's not on mine it kills me it absolutely kills me
1: <sighs> thank you for uh, putting up with us today we're going to stick around you some overtime for blaze tv subscribers for the rest of you john 317
0: this is steve dace
1: on the blaze radio network